What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Live from Estopin All In. It's the Bamos Morados Podcast. Powered by the state of Louisville. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Bombos Marauders podcast. It's me, as usual, Benton. I'm Zach. We're here to talk about some soccer. Mixed bag of results, but I think there's positives to glean all around, right? Did you agree with that? I feel terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Other than the lack of sleep from potty training our daughter, I feel great. I feel okay about soccer. Uh, as I said before we record, you know, God bless you. Good luck with that one. <laughs> She'll get it eventually. I hear. It's what I'm told. Eventually, yeah, theoretically. Let's kick things off. Let's talk about. Uh, let's talk about the three points that Louisville City earned. Big three points. But before that, let's talk about the surrounding of the match because it was drum roll. It was dog day. Pups at the pitch. And the people, and the dogs, but the people really came out for dog day. It was good promotion. Yeah, it was over 11K, tons of dogs. I was, okay, so story time. I 11.3 if you count the dogs. I, I was obviously, if you, if you follow my social media feeds, you saw, I was very excited about dog day. Very excited. I was really eager to bring my beagle Lily to the match. And I had her on the tailgate. She was doing fine. You know, she's very good with people. Around other dogs, she's just socially awkward. She takes after her dad. And we get in there, and obviously we were all to be confined to the waterfront end, Scouse's house, you know, the side with the big screen. And I went to get up close. I was on the front row, and they were doing the warm-up kicks. These balls were coming banging in on the wall there, and she was just very, like, deer in the headlights, like, and trembling a little bit. I'm like, oh, crap. That was my big worry the entire game. I was like... Somebody's gonna somebody's gonna miss a shot and beat one of these dogs right in the face. Oh, she I mean, we were she was under the bar. She was safe from getting actual actually hit, but like I think the atmosphere and the noise was kind of a lot. Like I knew she might not like love it, but she was like trembling by like, oh crap. So I backed up to the end of that section. Now they have the little like bar ledge there. So I picked her up and sat her on top of that. And I was just like hugging her. Cause I'm like, well, maybe if she stays close to me. She'll do better. And now that we're a little farther away, but she's still like, maybe she's up high. She can see the lay of the land. Yeah. yeah. And she still like, wasn't having it. And I'm like, damn it. Like I need to do the right thing as a parent. And so I left like right at kickoff. So yeah, it sucks. I missed watching the match there, but I got to do like all the game day activities and experience the atmosphere. So it wasn't a total miss. I'm glad I tried. I knew it was going to be a gamble. And I don't falter for it, but, you know, some dogs aren't cut out for it. But a lot of dogs were. A lot of dogs we were both, not having problems. We both had to miss it live for parenting reasons. <laughs> <laughs> Look at us. Good parents. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's my story. We tried. I know not to bring Lily to any more of those events. And uh, that's okay. Fun, fun match fact. I, I, I do believe we had, we had five more dogs in attendance than Red Bulls 2's average attendance for this year. <laughs> I think there were like 308 dogs or something. And I, I think 
think Rebels averages like just a little over 300. Look at us crushing this league. But uh, no, the atmosphere there was electric. And it was kind of cool because I normally don't get to like watch the home matches on the broadcast. That place feels so much different when it's over 10,000. Like, I... I wish it were over 10,000 every game because that, that, that seems to be the, like the cutoff point for like when it really starts to feel full, like the, yeah. like 8,000 or 9,000 doesn't really feel the same as, as above 10 there. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, I agree with that. And I think we're starting to hit the time like where weather is, the weather is more cooperative for that. And I think that is a, that's, that's still a big determinant of, of attendance. You obviously have your diehards like us that are pretty much going to go to every match. But there's a lot of casual people like Except for the biggest one of the year so far. Yeah, right. But if, uh, I mean, there's a lot of like, casual people. If the weather's not great, like, eh, the, yeah. you know, they just won't go. And that's, that's fine. That's the yeah, nature hey. of the beast. But I think we'll see but, a lot more like yeah, that. 11K, it, like, that's if you bring people to games, like that's, that's the atmosphere you want to bring people to. Cause I think that really sells the stadium and the team. Yeah. I mean, like the whole crowd, like look great. Like I'm just drooling, look, looking back at all over these pictures, you know, like EM dash, Connor Cunningham, Brian Voles, they were all taking great pictures like of the crowds. And they're just, I love the crowd shots. I love seeing the atmosphere captured. And this, that was a perfect match for it. Like yeah. the weather was spot on. Oh, I, I think it's not raining at the end, but like, the other parts of it, like fantastic weather, people were into it. Like it was just mm, chef's kiss. Mm. That's what the kids are saying nowadays. <laughs> so enough, uh, enough bragging about the the atmosphere and the and the furry friends. Let's talk about the match, which was decisive. You, oh my god! <laughs> if you, man, I. I, I I don't you know I was I had confidence Louisville City w- was going to win I didn't doubt that not like I mean cautiously optimistic let's put it that way because the Pittsburgh Rohans are really good but it was done like you said in such a divisive fashion well like, I think just like dominated like I I felt like Louisville should have won that going into that but I'm <laughs> I'm scarred from from past experiences with Pittsburgh at Lynn. Yeah, if I'm feeling too confident, they I so. mean, they ruined our home opener in yeah. 2020. They were the first opponent we played and they beat us. We scored the first goal. So at least we have that going for us. But it's fun for a little bit in that game. But yeah. yeah, so, I mean, I was one of those things like where I think we should win, but like they're good. So I'm not like like anything can happen here. But, you know, two nil scoreline. But. I don't think that scoreline truly like reflected that match. You, you know what I mean? Like we were just in the driver's seat from start to finish. Like no question. We were not going to lose that game. Hell, we did not look like we were going to draw that game at any point. Yeah. I thought it was pretty reflective. I think two, two nils are pretty dominant. Okay. Performance. Yeah. All right. Maybe I retract that. Especially but, the nil part of that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause Pittsburgh, like the defense. Well, I mean, I mean, first off, the press looked great. Is another that first goal came from the press that like they have been getting they have been getting quality looks out of turnovers from the back line consistently, like every game all season. And yet yeah. yet another game where that like paid early dividends. Um, but yeah, they like dif- just another suffocating defensive performance from Louisville City where Pittsburgh had almost nothing. I think they only had one shot on target the whole game. Yeah, it was 
it was shut down. Bob Lilly, the uh, the head coach, famous head coach of uh, of the Pittsburgh Riverhounds, was frustrated. He is a that. fun one to watch on the sidelines because yeah, he was. He, uh, you can tell exactly what is going on in his head the entire game. He he like wears his emotions on his sleeve. Yeah, yeah. It was he was not happy about it. Like it can't go. The goals who scored. Those were some fun goals. Like that first one was that cross from Matiti right to the, the far post. It was from Matiti and to Wilson who who slid in there and just kind of poked it in. Off that was a, fun. Off a, I think, I mean, Wilson was basically putting pressure error. on the back line. They made like a quick pass that got intercepted. Um, and then ball played back into Harris for that first goal. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a, that was a silky smooth, one, a fun one to watch. And the other was, was a really great one where I, that was, I think that was the one where, where the goalkeeper kind of played it out and did a pretty poor job. So we've got quick possession. Yeah. And Harris dished it over to to Matiti. But what he did is I don't know why I'm doing hand signals. This is a podcast. People can't see that. <laughs> he he went one way, kind of pulling the defenders away, leave basically leaving Matiti wide open at the top of the box where he could just step forward and take a shot. So like not only did he get the assist by passing the ball over, but he was able to pull away the defenders just enough yeah. to help create well, that and, opportunity. Uh... I thought that was particularly good like body awareness from Matiti on that. Cause he kind of, he turned like back to goal, like opposite yeah. way that you would normally turn to follow that pass on and like kept his bearings and played like a, oh. a shot perfectly to spot. Like that's like turning that direction. That is not an easy shot to take right away after sure. that. Yeah, I'm watching this and the gif of it. On, he almost on did like a 270 right instead of, yeah, the opposite way to turn onto that pass. So that was a really, I mean, that was a really outstanding one. Matiti, he's the one, like, sometimes when you get new additions to a team, like, it takes a little while for them to get fully up to speed. I think by and large, his team has hit the ground running without much of that problem. I think Matiti is one that has taken, like, a little bit of a ramp up period. And we're now he's at this point where, like, he is definitely okay, in stride I'm, right now. <laughs> yeah. I'm comfortable with this team. I know what we were, what we were doing. Like, I, you know, took a few matches to learn, but he's, he's basically there. I'm, I think back to when we got Corbin Bone, what was his first season, 2020, maybe. Um, and the first few matches, like, he was like, okay. Yeah. But now he, and then after that, like it took, I'd say about six matches to, is that good threshold number. After that, he'd been fantastic. Yeah. But like, it just, sometimes it just takes that, that period. And I keep doing these hand motions. <laughs> Why am I doing this? <laughs> it's for oh, you, Zach, I, you and you only. I think I skipped over it that, that first. It was uh, Dia is who intercepted the pass and then played the assist in on that first goal. Oh, I said, and he had yeah, a, I think he made team of the week this week. He had a great yes. game. Yeah. Yeah, he did. He's, uh, I mean, He's outstanding. I mean, we have a lot of unsung heroes, but uh, but Amadou Dia is definitely one of them. He's, I mean, yeah, that was a it's, his cross on that goal was perfect. Like he put it right where it was. The goalie couldn't get to it. The it was behind the last defender, like exactly where that cross needed to be in the box for that goal. It's it's hard to backfill Jogo, but like like <laughs> we yeah. did pretty. I mean, we did pretty good. He. You know? He has something that Jogo didn't have, which is experience. Yes. Yeah. So I, you know, I love that, uh, that addition to the team and it didn't like the thought of losing Jogo is like, Oh my God, what are we going to do? That seems a lot less painful now. And in, in hindsight, they, you know, 
I mean, Danny did a terrific job in recruiting in a number of dimensions, but that area particularly, like, excellent. So, yeah, with this match, I mean, it was just a shutdown, lockdown um, performance. Here, I want to get your thoughts on this one, actually. Who did you have as your man of the match? Man, that's that's a tough one in this it game. Is. Because it's hard. Everyone it's hard. played so good. Like, like um, I mean, the whole team... I think, I think because I've not actually made him man of the match yet, I think this is a good one. Harris was heavily involved in both of those goals, not just on the scoring end, but on like the pressure and the press end. I think like he has been something maybe a little underrated is he's been really good in the press yep. this season. I'm putting pressure on the back line and making bad pass. I mean, cause it's not always like, the forward stealing the ball and getting a shot right away. It's like you force a quick pass and it's like the, def- the players behind you get the interception, but it's really your pressure that caused that. Yep. Um, so I, I think this would probably is the most deserved man of the match for Harris for me that's fair. this season. Yeah, that's fair. I know him. There's a good case for, for Matiti Mishigalusa. And I, I, I personally went with, with Corbin bone. I just, He's just been so good. And yeah. he, again, he's he's like one of the epitomes of like unsung heroes of the team. And I keep yelling at people online. I'm like, let's let's give this man a, a player of the match. Dang it. Like he just about had a goal too. Yeah, he did. He had a great had a shot. Great shot. Yeah. I think that was um no a, a Pittsburgh tweet. Like they really didn't have much to like brag about their game, but their social media thing, they were bragging about that that save on it. It's a great save. Yeah. Yeah. Goes to show the the quality of it, but he just he creates and helps so much happen. He's one of these. He's part well, of that. He's the everywhere too. Like he's in the box on runs, like where we had the shot, but he's like back on defense. He's out on the wings when we need yep. help on the wings. Like he really covers the whole field. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's, he's been, he's been excellent along with a lot of other players, but like that match went pretty much as, as great as you could have asked for. Um, and I mean, we, we we're keeping the streak alive. The team is still unbeaten. And I knew this was going to be a big test. And I called this a, uh, a uh, this is a win that like sent a message, you know, it's a big landmark win. <laughs> so funny story. I, when I'd write my, my match recaps and I post them, I post them in different places. One place I thing I do is after I post on Facebook on my page, I'll share it to the USL fan page as well, just in case like other people want to see, Hey, what's going on with Louisville or Louisville's yeah. opponent. And I don't usually get many comments on it. I get some likes and stuff, but like somebody commented is uh, clearly a Tampa fan. And he was kind of, he was, he was, no, I, I clicked his profile, I had the research, but he, he was get, kind of giving me some, some crap about calling that like, a, like, a, like a signature win, like a, 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 a win that sends a message. And I'm like, dude, like they were the second place team in the East. And we like, we made it look easy. Yeah, like if your them. team did that, I would, I would call that, I would call that the same thing for you as well. So, yeah, you know, haters are going to hate, but I'm sticking with it. That was a, a huge win. Not, not only just the win itself, but how it went down. Yeah. Well, that's and my, my for as good as their record has been, like Louisville has not had like a cake uh, schedule so far. I mean, like they've played San Diego away. Uh, they've played Pittsburgh. Oh, yeah. Like they're, uh, a short rest because of the open cup. 
Short rest on the Open Cup. I, I think Indy, like literally since that game, Louisville played them, has looked much better this season than they started it. So I, I think we had yeah. said that that was like, that draw was a real disappointment, but Indy, Indy is looking a lot better. Yeah. The thing with them is, it's kind of going back to what I was saying before. There were so many new pieces on that yeah. team. It's probably just taken them a while to, to gel. You know, we've had a very, like, we've had a lot of new additions to the team, but we have a big solid core where there's new additions. Like it's not as impactful, but like they just, they did a complete overhaul up in Indy. So now, now things are starting to get spinning up there. So, but to, but to your point, yeah. like that, I mean, Louisville's beaten playoff that looks good. Yeah. yeah. For sure. So we're, I mean, I mean, <laughs> this team is, this team is rolling. This team looks fantastic. And I mean, I mean, 16 which, goals for four goals against right now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Kyle Morton hasn't been asked to do a ton, but when he has, he stepped up big. I mean, he's yeah. been the difference maker in, in some of these cases I was, the difference between like getting a loss or getting a draw. Like he's come I up mean, big. I, I was browsing through uh, USL tactics, uh, like wins above replacement percentage uh, stats on his website. And I think Kyle mm. Morton was like 96th percentile for goalkeepers. <laughs> I'm yeah, like, that's as, that's as good as you can ask for. I bet him and Jordan Farr in, in San Antonio are like one, two. Yeah. If I had to guess. But yeah, he's been, I mean, outstanding. Like, we have just so much. We have so much talent. I think we had, well, now I got to look it up. Also, if you have not seen that on his website at USL tactics, uh, he has like really good um, where it's, it's, it's gains of a replacement, but done as a percentile. So it's basically like if it's 50%, that means you're exactly average mm-hmm. essentially. And above 50% means you're above like a, a replacement level player and below 50% means you're below. And Louisville City has multiple players above 90, which yeah, is I, just like incredible. This, I mean, this team's built different. Yeah. It's a special squad. So what do they got uh, up next on the, uh, on the schedule? I believe the next match is Atlanta yes, to Atlanta, which yeah. is the final time we will ever play them. Unless Atlanta. They make, yep. Unless they make the playoffs, which is, basically already confirmed that they're not <laughs> that's too early i mean it's too early for them to be statistically eliminated but like well i let me mean, we do have playoff odd percentages on on usl tactics website atlanta is at zero percent right now so i think i think it's safe to say they're not gonna make yeah, the playoffs. Five, 538 i think only has them above new york uh red bulls too and uh not pretty them new york and charleston are all at zero percent on on usl tactics yeah, so, so. Like, and I, and I said this online, like we get, we get the, we get the, the, we can take the teams like this for, for granted and kind of mark it up as a air quote easy win. But the, you know, the good thing is, is that coach Cruz and the gang, they don't, they don't take it that way, nor should they, um, you know, they keep just as, you know, laser focused on this. I mean, we've had bad times in Atlanta before last season. I think one of our, worst matches maybe not like score line wise but how it felt yeah was away at atlanta that's where we had napo at like left back and it just did not work yeah so six players six players in the 90th percentile or above yeah on mobile right now if this team plays how they should then we should be able to walk out of out of atlanta with three points yeah in show 
I think that should be the the goal. I imagine it's going to be some rotations, one because of rest, and two because probably to prep is, for midweek. Yeah, yeah, this is this is kind of this is the kind of match where you can take a little bit more risk as far as personnel selection. And you have to do that at some point throughout the season. Like it's just too long of a season to play the same guys. Like, yeah. and we have such great depth that we should be able to rotate anyway. So like a guy's like Ray Serrano or, or, or Carlos Mogul yeah. might get a start. Napo. I, if I had to guess might get I mean, a start there. At this point on the entire roster, there's maybe only one or two players that I'm not like comfortable being in the starting lineup. Everybody else I feel like is, for sure, like I'm fine when they're starting, starting quality, which is yeah. insanely deep for a roster. <laughs> and even even in that case, even if you put one of those those players in, there's so much talent surrounding them where it's not like it's not the end of the world. That's not a yeah. a make or break case. So it's just, I'm 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 thrilled and impressed with how well everything has panned out. We are very optimistic coming into the season, but like it's like going according to plan, <laughs> which it. It feels like it never does. There's always like, yeah, I think we've, we've always had some sort of early struggles. Like it's the first year where it's really been this smooth for this long. Yeah. I mean, knock on wood, like, but let's keep the streak going as long as we can. I mean, I'm, I'm sure loss is, is clearly bound to happen at some point, but well, I think the big thing is going to be how they, how do you rebound or recover or continue? I think my, my big thing more than, not getting losses is just getting wins. Like yeah. if they're at a point where they've had several draws, I would actually rather like some of those be losses and some of those be wins than just have a lot of draws. Yeah. But I think at a certain point, like avoid like avoiding these losses for as long as we have is yeah. is pretty motivating and inspiring. And it's you know they want to keep that that streak alive. But I I, I see both sides of it. Like you t- I totally would take take the wins every day of the week. Let's get as many points as possible. Well, I mean, like, uh, yeah, I mean, like a, a team like Colorado Springs, they're one game back, but even with them on points, because even though they are not unbeaten, they've had they've had more wins or I think the same number of wins. But because, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. But anyway, I'm, wins. I'm all about wins. The most wins. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. There's still plenty of season. I mean, we're. We're probably about the uh, the twenty five percent mark through the season, roughly ish. Played nine, right? Yeah, was there like thirty two games or something? Somewhere around there. Yeah, so we're we're closest to that mark, but like, yeah, I don't know how many times I can say it. Like, we are sitting pretty. Yep, where we want to be. Yeah, yeah, so take a uh, take a quick break and then let's pivot over let's talk about our ladies in lavender or should i say ladies in mint that's good well not in mint because they played in the home kits this game but anyway don't don't ruin it for me (laughs) are you enjoying the bombos marados podcast of course you are and there's much more where that came from the bombos marados podcast is part of the state of global podcast network Featuring podcasts that includes coverage of Louisville basketball, men's and women's, football, baseball, Louisville news, and more. So check them out at thestateoflouisville.com or anywhere the podcasts are found.
moving on, we're going to talk about some racing Louisville action. Well, since we left off talking about kids, I do have to just bring up San Diego still don't have no kids. <laughs> the season started this week. You sent that error message thing. You're like, you're like, hold up. Is San Diego that, playing in the training? Saturday. Place? I was like, have they like shown off kits yet? Are they going to play in their warmups again on Saturday? And they did. Or on Sunday, they played on Sunday. But yeah, season started. They still still have jerseys. Man, not, I mean, between that and the scheduling stuff with the, uh, with the Challenge right Cup, like, not great. Just great put the Challenge Cup on two consecutive Wednesdays if you're going to have it overlap with the season. And don't put any games on those weeknights. Yeah, racing might have a game rescheduled this week. <laughs> I, I love how they advertised for the uh, for their second match of the season, all rain. They're like, maybe we go there? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we have a game this weekend. I guess we'll find out. Nobody knows, literally. Oh. Very odd situation. Anyway, let's uh before we get ahead of ourselves with that one, let's backtrack and talk about Racing Level's first regular season match, which was away at Chicago. Yeah. Which I we get so optimistic going there. Like I feel like we can we can beat them there like we've done it before we've gotten close back before so when i they saw their played first... chicago very well every, every time they've matched up even last year when i would say racing was not as good as they are this year and chicago is yeah. better than they are this year when i saw it was the first match on schedule I'm like oh all right here we go like let's start things off on a positive note like we can we can do this this is this is doable and uh it was off so first off i guess we have to acknowledge is that this is one of the few times that Racing Louisville and Louisville City overlap with one another, which is unfortunate. But thankfully, I think it's pretty limited, those occurrences. Anyway, not fun the few times it does happen. But what did work out? Ended up not overlapping as much as I was worried about because of the rain. (laughs) Exactly. It worked out a bit for those of us that follow both teams, you know, because of the the delay, the weather delay they had up in Chicago. So you had time. I was dual screening it that first 30 minutes or so of the racing game, and it was not very easy to pay attention to both at the same time. Yeah, I, I admitted defeat. I knew I couldn't do that. And because I was because I'd already like mentally prepped to watch the Louisville City match because I yeah. thought I was going to be there for the entirety of it. I just watched the the, the Louisville City one. But I, I was able to catch the second half of the racing match. So I did see highlights, but Zach, why don't you fill I, me in on what you saw those... during your multitasking? So like you mentioned you expected it was Yet another case this season where I think overall racing played pretty well, and it was just a couple of mistakes that did them in. Like, mm. uh, sounds like our team, our old man team. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we're a little weak here. Did we cover our, our our resounding first win of the season last week on here yet? We, yeah, old we man took- team. We touched on it with with Casey. Sorry, we're gonna we're gonna yeah. put pause on racing, but like we touched on it with, with Casey's. I don't even, I don't even know if we we're recording when we were talking about that. It might have been beforehand. Yeah. But yeah, we you were you were absent. I was gone, we, so we got a win. You didn't. We have had our first win in a while. And we looked fantastic. <laughs> we looked so good. We were passing well, communicating, ball handling, like everything like went according to plan, which never happens. And guess what? Your boy Benton scored a goal. Scored the second goal of the match. It's my first goal in 
anytime I've played soccer, I'm a, for those, like, for those of you not aware, like, I'm a hardcore, like, I'm a defender. I'm a, I'm, I'm gonna stay back. I'm gonna protect things as best I can, but like, I just don't really have the ball handling skills to be taking any reasonable shots. My goal is a tap in, but that's because we exploited them on the press with a quick counter. But anyway, outstanding win. It was a lot of fun. Zach was salty that he missed it. No, it sounds like if you got a goal, I would have definitely had some goals. Yeah, it could it could have been worse too. It was just it was fun, like how well things went. Yeah. And the most recent match that we played together, we didn't win that one, but like it that one felt went well again. Too. I feel like yeah, the press well. was working good. We were great, moving the ball good. It went well. We were playing a much better team too, which I felt like we we played them well. It was respectable. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean if. If you're a listener and you're you're over thirty, you should uh, you should get a crew together and join this uh what we're calling the old band league up at the uh, at the training. And if grounds. you're good, you it's should join our league. team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're good, yeah, hit us. We up. got any listeners who actually can play soccer? Give us a call. Yeah, I know. Uh, we actually kind of look for people every once in a while, so it's probably not a bad idea. Let's recruit <laughs> on here. Let's use our massive audience. I have no idea what the number is. We have right. lots of former players in their thirties who are apparently still in town. We got a. We let gotta, me, uh, let me see if I can. Yeah, let me see if I can get George and uh and Luke's number. Yeah, is Pat, is Pat still in town? I, I I don't. That's what I was wondering. He was at the game. Yeah, um, I, saw, I didn't see that till afterwards, but yeah. uh, that was cool. Uh, anyway, all right. Oh man, if Pat, if Pat if Pat was on our old man team, that's the dream. Yeah. Oh, that's that's who I see myself as on the pitch. Like he's just he was so consistent. Yeah, you knew exactly what you're going to get from, and I try to be that. I try to be consistent. Doesn't always work. Yeah, I don't know who I want to be. All right, we've been disrespectful. We've pivoted away from racing because we yeah. got distracted. So anyway, back on track. I overall they played pretty good. I think I feel like, and it it's just like a couple of mistakes that did them in. It it seems like really like the back line is not gelling fully yet. That's unfortunate. It's, you know, I thought I thought we took like, a big step forward there. It, for a couple games now, like it's not that overall the play is really poor on the back line, but it, there's been a couple instances of like miscommunication, not coordinating and all being on the same page that has led to some goals. Mm-hmm. Um, and really you cut that out. Like it, um, you look at sofa score, like uh, I mean, Chicago was off to a really strong start in that game. They, they scored at first minute off of a corner kick, uh, just like someone free in the box. It does that. It, that is another corner kick goal that they've given up already. Um, so that early, early on, that appears to be a little bit of a point of concern, but like after that first, I don't know, eight, eight, nine, ten minutes uh, of like, heavy Chicago attack. Um, it was really like the game flow was in Louisville's direction for pretty much the rest of the game mm-hmm. after that. Uh, and I mean, they, they tied it up pretty quick in the 10th minute and a great, um, like a great passing sequence and then finish from Emily Fox. Um, First NWSL goal. Yeah. Uh, a, a very like a patient one too. Like she, um, played uh, played like a little bit of a one-two passing sequence with Kaiser. Um, 
a great through ball from Kaiser to, to Fox. And then she was like patient and took a couple touches in the box and then took a shot. I think she was shooting for the back post and then it got deflected front post, kind of a unfortunate deflection for Mayer, yeah. but like, goal for goal. yeah. And then after that, uh, DeMello had just a insanely good free kick in the, I think it was the 14th minute that, um, hit the hit the near post and bounced out but it had nayer beat had it had it been just like a couple more inches inside that they could have taken the lead right there mm-hmm. uh, in like the 14th minute so like i said they they responded really quickly to going down and really had had an opportunity to take the lead and then 25th minute the the second goal they gave up was like the the one where it really was miscommunication on the back line. They gave up a foul and then kind of got caught standing around waiting to like build a wall and figure out what they were going to do. And Chicago just took a quick, set the ball down, took a quick free kick and caught everybody off guard. And then the shot hit the crossbar and bounced out. And then they played it back in real quick. And Bianca St. George was was just like standing there to tap it in or mm-hmm. uh, she slid but yeah just sort of tapped it in yeah. a, like two foot in front of the goal backline miscommunication that just slowly got worse as that whole thing played out in that that sequence but really it was basically all louisville after that what's, not what's, too long after that is when they called it for the lightning yeah what and what's cool about sofa score specifically is that you can break up the stats by first and second half which you can't do on fop mob please fix that fop mob and with the first half, I mean, like racing did not look half bad. 59% possession. They had four total shots to uh, Chicago it, six. Like on target shots were pretty, pretty close. Like it's just a couple of mistakes away. Yeah. Really. Yeah. yeah it wasn't, uh, wasn't very lopsided at all. And then second half was like, was a way different story. I mean, we were up to 63% possession, 10 total shots, four on target. Yeah. Like Chicago only had 37% possession. Although I will shots. say at that point, like, they were just like lobbing crosses in as much as they could with yeah. no real targets on the end of them. Uh, I think, but there's Jess fight. Donald looked there's, pretty gassed. There's still some fight and danger there though. Yeah. I'm it looking, does seem like if the, if the game plan is going to be to put in that many crosses, racing probably needs to sign like a more of a target forward. <laughs> Cause mm-hmm. I don't know if they really have the, the personnel to play that kind of, game plan yeah to the to the to the best and am i looking this right did we and i, I guess it didn't click when I, w- I was watching half match did we only use two subs yeah i, I think we talked if about this in our group ca- group chat if we were but, yeah if we we're as gas as you're saying like you kind of think you'd leverage that more especially if you got like and it does seem Abney like and gordon Parker like uh, i think so coach Kim had said in the post game that like the players need to be able to run the whole game. I think it's a very, it's a very like old school soccer mentality, but I don't know, man, I'm a, I'm like a softy stats guy. I'm, I'm like, if you're going to run like a, a high press, you're better off like letting people run for like 10% harder and then subbing them out at the 70th minute and getting fresh legs in and keeping like a harder version of the press going the whole game. He than can- like toughen it out and, and, keep people in uh, i don't i don't agree with his thought there like i mean yes maybe he can believe that they should be able to but if he's realizing that they they can't 
substitute them and deal with that on the training ground. That's like work on the endurance and stuff there. Like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, well, may I've made a difference. I just mean like, day, but... if you can run the whole game, then you can run even harder for seven minutes of the game. And then right. you can get someone else that can run really hard for yeah. 30 minutes. Like I, yeah, I get minutes. what he wants. He wants an engine yeah. that can go full, full 90. But I mean, apparently it's becoming clear that like we would benefit with that not being the case. Yeah, I, I, I do. I feel like they give you the subs, then like it's in your benefit to take advantage of them. I mean, a little bit of a missed opportunity perhaps there, but that wasn't, I mean, I don't think that was the, the necessarily the make or break Yeah, maybe, but. Yeah. And I just, I mean, it, it looked like, like Jess wore down a little bit up top near the end. No one mm-hmm. looked super, super gassed, but I definitely with all the crosses they were putting in, I think some fresh legs, up top might might have helped get some more because they just weren't getting players on the end of those crosses near the yeah. end of that game. If you look at the stats, they did well in a lot of those places you want to do well. I think it was pretty even XG game. I think it was like one one point six to one point six somewhere right around there. I do feel like the team is on the right track and just got a little more gelling. Yeah. Uh, team roster wise and i can see where the improvements can happen i can see like what them what they're going for i feel much better than i did at this point last year yeah now to your point about the crosses before i forgot i forgot i saw this on on twitter that um louisville i think had had two records one total crosses in the match 47 and total open play crosses in the match 43 so we now hold two records not necessarily positive or negative, but I think that was a fun stat. So if you felt like you saw a lot, you did. You saw the most in the league. Well, still only got, I mean, not only, it's good for them, but like only 14 shots out of those 47 crosses, which is yeah, like. Oh, yeah. It's not, yeah. yeah. It, it didn't pan out well, but like. But I, don't know, I mean, just an like interesting fun fact. Six shots on target to three for Chicago. I think the play overall was pretty good in that game Mm -hmm. and yeah just fewer mistakes and i think that's a win take what we get from that up pretty uh there's some optimism to be had there i'm not gonna say just personally after last season i'm just happy to see more passes and more passes completed than the other team because that's like a thing we never saw last year (laughs) that passing matrix that we'd look at that was ariel door on (laughs) on twitter that she would produce shows a lot more connectivity Yeah, it wasn't wasn't very pretty last year, but much better this year. So so theoretically, theoretically next up for racing is the OL rain away. But that is, as we were saying before, pending results this week. Yes, pending on the results. So we don't fully we don't have full confidence on when racing will play again, because if they if OL rain for some reason does have to reschedule because of their participation in the Challenge Cup, we don't know what that's going to look like which is weird, but yeah. I, whatever. The match after that, for what it's worth, is home against the Houston Dash on the 15th. War is Tom Benson says, the dive. <laughs> He's very consistent about saying it too. It's funny, like without missing a beat. <laughs> but yeah, lots, lots to look forward to. And I think they recently had some ticket sales specials yeah. going on. I $5 think that was- and two cents tickets. Although yeah. sales think, over. So if you missed out <laughs> too bad, but yeah. 
Yeah, but I, so I think the dash and the uh, and the wave matches were were part of that. I the wave is the, the next three match. games for because I think racing racing and Louisville City both had it's uh, dash wave and North Carolina and the only reason I remember that off the top of my head is because uh, that's Pride Night and so there's a little bit of irony of North Carolina being it. Just a little bit. It's a good one to pick for Pride Night. Yeah. So, um, Zach, I. You shared something with me we, earlier. We have so other racing games too. The the the, the W League team starts. Yeah. You uh, shared some news with me about that. Tell yeah, me. so they they play on the twelfth uh, at Detroit, and then I think, um, I believe they play the next week home, also against Detroit. But some bigger news. I didn't see an announcement about this. I was just I was snooping on the on the W League website as as one does and they got a roster listed on the site now we've got players for our other women's team w league team has players breaking w league has players that i know of which is which i was pretty interested to see uh there are some like fairly big name college players on the w league roster you were a good person to find that since you did that mock draft stuff yeah there were actually so two players that i had had racing taking in the mock draft that they ended up going back to school and bowing out of the draft. So they went undrafted obviously. Um, but two of the players I had racing drafted in the mock draft are on the W league team. Now, uh, Emily Madrill and, uh, Clara Robbins who both play for Florida state. I wonder, if, I'm there's wondering a... if there's maybe some sort of Jalen Howell, uh, <laughs> connection here, getting them. But yeah, those are like Florida State national champion. Florida State, both those players were on the national championship roster. Emily Madrill, I was very high on when I was doing the mock draft. That was actually when she announced she was not entering the draft and coming back. I, I was pretty disappointed because I had I was kind of hoping to see racing take her with that fourth pick in the first round. Mm-hmm. Um, she's a, a center back, but also can play central mid, the defensive mid. Interesting. Also, another another name podcast listeners may recognize. Allison Whitfield is on the W League roster. Related to one Casey Whitfield. Yeah, who we had on the pod last week. Yeah. So I was excellent uh, news. I know. Yeah, Casey had mentioned that she had she had gone to tryouts for the for racing. So I was happy to see that she made the W League roster. That's excellent. That's excellent. I'm really excited about this. I. I hope the team starts pushing out stuff about this soon. Like, there's some uh, there's some tired fans yeah, I, I know would love. to I may have missed, and... but I, I never saw an announcement about. I don't like, think you missed anything. I don't think there's anything. been anything yeah. out. And then they they start playing next week. So, and the I do believe the they are playing at the training facility. Um, That's my understanding. Yep. Games are free. They do have a snack. They they have refreshments and a snack bar at the Trape Silly now. So mm-hmm. not everyone can afford to go to every single like Little City and Racing home game. That's like there are gonna be some really good players on that roster and those games are gonna be free to go to. So that's oh, a yeah. good opportunity for people to see some games that maybe wouldn't otherwise. Yeah, it'd be very cool. I'm 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 certainly interested. Now, funny you mentioned that. So speaking of with um this week, I didn't get to say for the whole thing, but I shared up I don't um for the uh Metro Louisville match that was taking place at the training grounds they're another another local team that we have do you follow them a little bit yeah so i I, they have very good kits yeah they do so those um, red those red like dietis motos 
No, the sugar skull, sugar candy skull yeah. ones. They are very, very good. Nice. So I saw that they were having one. It was a beautiful day out and I had time. I'm like, hey, I'm going to go. So I went and there were like 20, 30 other people there. I took some pictures with my, my camera, which is awesome because a red card came out and there's a bunch of players around the ref. And I got a few pictures of that. Very excited to see how that turns out. But it was a fun time. Like some good, it was good soccer. It was free. It was a beautiful day. Like highly recommend it. It was an entertaining experience. But you got to stay for the whole thing now. Metro one for those uh, wondering. It's like five to one, I think. What was the what was the bleacher situation like? Because I, I assume that's probably the same setup they're going to have for the W League team. Yeah. So the the bleachers are on. If you're familiar with the training grounds on the lower level turf fields, because there's like two sets that are like at different elevations. That the lower level ones, and right now they currently they have those bleachers pushed up against the fence that lines up with Louisville City's grass field. Which, if you're staring for uh, facing towards the complex, it's the one on the left. Yeah. So they just had those there. They were kind of just kind of sporadically like. Were you allowed to just sort them. of walk watch from the sideline wherever, or do you have? To oh yeah, you could really kind of do whatever you want. Yeah. So. But I, I'm sure it might, they might have the bleachers a little more neatly organized there because they're kind of just pulled down for this situation. But I mean, this free soccer, you're up close and personal. Got to watch the fun. national champions play. I did. Yeah. I got three stars now. <laughs> I got I have their first kits. I wore that there. Good kits every year. Good kits from them. Yeah, yeah. they always do actually, a good job on those. Actually, I forgot that um, Carlos uh, Mogul was there watching. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's a fun little turnout. It was a good time. So I'd love to love to go back there as long as it doesn't conflict with my other soccer interests, and if the weather's cooperative. Yeah, I think I might try to bike over to a couple of the W League games or or any of the um, Metro games that are on like a weekend. Yeah, I'm yeah, I'm def- I'm going to try to catch as much of that live soccer as I can. Take what I can get. <laughs> Zach, do you have anything else for these uh these fine listeners? I think we've taken enough of their time. Yeah, we have. I agree. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's that time. Thank you guys as always for tuning in. We we really appreciate it. Um, and thank you to the state of Louisville for hosting this podcast. They have a lot of other great podcasts. You guys should be checking them out. Anyway. My name is Benson. You can find me on Twitter at PurpleSDF. My name is Zach. You can find me at ZachWAllen. We will catch you guys next week. We'll talk about some more soccer action. Until then, vamos Morados, vamos Lavanda. Bye, y'all.